Breaking the cycle to step forward. Authentic conversations from lived experience and a professional perspective in overcoming abuse with Chris Tuck and Beverly Ann. Hi everyone and welcome to Breaking the Cycle to Step Forward podcast with myself Chris Tuck and the lovely Beverly Ann. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I like that Bev. <laughs> <laughs> So today is podcast number 45 and we're talking about peer-to-peer larking about or is it abuse? This is going to, I believe, get a lot of people talking and it's going to antagonise some people. It's going to outrage some people and for others it's going to make complete and utter sense and they're going to say, why wasn't it introduced a long, long time ago? So there's going to be a lot of conversation around this topic, peer-to-peer, larking about, or is it abuse? So I've named it. What are your thoughts on that, Bev? Well, I want to first of all clarify as well the areas that we're talking about peer-to-peer because we we did uh, talk about um, consent in our bodies and we were talking about particularly parents and their children or adults with children and having children having that right to consent and that was in episode 37 so podcast number 37 yeah so this is really a step forward from that so when we're talking about peer-to-peer we are talking about young children we're talking about young people but we're also talking about adults because let's be honest, it's a bit like a joke. A joke is only funny when both parties agree it's funny. Yeah, fair enough. So larking about, we were talking about play fighting even. Play fighting is something that I find difficult to witness. And I say this often to people when I see them, what regardless of their age, about play fighting because... It makes me nervous because I've seen and witnessed violence in a domestic violence household. And all you're doing is putting the play in front of it. And when you do that, where are the boundaries? Where does it stop? And your analogy, like you were saying beforehand, you know, what what happens if someone hits a bit too hard? Yeah. How does the other person take that? And what do they do with that? Yes. So even when my own children were growing up, I didn't like play fighting because invariably, where's the line? That comes with, as well, larking about peer to peer. So, for instance, you know, running past, smacking someone's bum. Yeah. We've all done it. I'm not not going to sit here and say that I've never done it, you know. Now, with additional knowledge... Now, if I was to go back and do that again, would I do that again? Actually, I'm not sure. And that's very honest. I'm not always going to say no, because when I did it, it wasn't with malicious intent. And sometimes it's funny, but this is what we're going to talk about here, because sometimes it's larking about. And sometimes it just isn't. And sometimes it's not. Yeah. And it's like... Shall I just state the official... um narrative around this yes so the sexual offenses act 2003 states that someone commits sexual assault if 
all of the following happens. One, they intentionally touch others, i.e. they touch another person. The touching is sexual. The other person does not consent to the touching. So all three things need to be true for it to be a sexual assault. And I think this is really important to understand as our conversation unfolds. And can I just go back, Bev, and just ask you about the context of you um, smacking someone on the bum when you did it? Yeah. What was the scenario? So if I think about it, um, and I, I can't remember all the details, but no, you know, no. a human being, um, it would be like, you know, as you, you're all friends, you're all playing about, and yeah. as you run past, smack the bum and then you're, run like, off. Almost, yeah. 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 So not like, You know when we did with the tea towel whipping with our yes. siblings? Yes, that kind of thing. Although yeah. I never liked it because I was never that good and I didn't like receiving it. <laughs> yeah, but it, that's all fun and games. That's all laughing around because we used to put the boundary in place. Shall we have a game of tea towel? Yeah. Yes. And we're going to stop when someone, you or me, gets hurt. So yeah. the boundaries are there. And we play. Yeah. if we play by the boundaries, the rules of the game, then we stop when those boundaries are being um, overreached. Yes, and it comes back to that word consent. Consent doesn't just have to be at the beginning. It says enough. Yeah. Stop. That means it stops. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be shouted. So yeah. in that scenario, when it's playful, without that sexual intent, that's different. Yeah. Now, yeah. we all know there's a difference. Yeah. Unfortunately, you and me were survivors of sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. I, as a child, received those unintended sexual smack on the bottoms or other things. So I'm not saying that. Yeah. It, but innocent, mm -hmm. um, quick things happened in mm -hmm. sight of other people, but it had mm -hmm. a sexual in innuendo. Yeah, and it was part of the whole thing that you was enduring at the time, wasn't it? Yes. But no one else could see that. No, because it was accepted. Oh, that's just. That's just. Yeah. Oh, we're just playing around. I'm just tapping her on the bum. I'm just. I'm just doing this. I'm just doing that. Yeah. And everyone just laughs it off in the room when, in fact, that child like you were enduring sexual abuse. Yes. And a bit like when, and I am going to say, because we see the scenario played out quite a bit, and I can think of one film, and I'm not going to make, name it, but I, I can see it when, you know, a favourite uncle is tickling a young young child, you know. And we see and hear that being referenced often. But also we see that in films, we see it in um, in the media as a whole, when we see teenagers oh they're just messing about yeah oh they didn't mean it like that or you're over you're over dramatizing it hold on let's go back how was it received by the person because I know what it's yeah. like as an adult where someone has jokingly in their words they were only messing about and they um cut my breast right that's a and sexual that assault yeah, and it was in the room with other people. Mm -hmm. And when I jumped up, I, you know, I rightly felt, 
you know, don't do that. Yeah. And I yeah. think I might have used some expletives. Yeah, yeah. Um, because thinking about it logically, what gives that person the right to touch you in that yeah. manner? What What gives them the right to do yeah. that? What, yeah. what, you know, what on God's earth, I'm not religious, but that's the saying, gives them the right to do that. It yeah. just doesn't make no sense to me. No. So I gave, I then gave my, you know, I jumped up, I reacted. Now, I wouldn't go to the police for that myself. That's right. my choice. Yeah. Okay. Because to me, I've endured a lot more and mm -hmm. that I want to keep the focus on the long-term abuse. That's my choice. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm going to move this on to now about this larking about or is it abuse? Obviously, schools have got um, policies and procedures around all of this and is going to become a hot potato in the future because of mandatory reporting being um, looked at at the moment and is going to be a law that all people working with children are going to have to be mandatory reporters of any incidences like smacking on the bum, upskirting which is a crime which some people go oh it's only someone looking up a skirt I, I looked up someone's skirt yeah you might have done but there's laws against it it's distressing to the people that it happens to it's not a laugh okay it's not children being children boys being boys girls being girls adults being adults we've got to get rid of all of those myths and stereotypes Upskirting is a crime, yeah? Any offence that is intentional, that is sexual, that is non-consensual is a sexual offence, full stop. That is the law. Now, we need to understand this and teachers and schools and educational settings can't really go you are doing this and this is a crime and we're going to hold you to account. If they've never given the education to the pupils, to the parents about what it is they're doing and why they're doing it. Well, to me, that doesn't make sense that you you hit with a stick, literally, without giving everybody the information and the understanding as to why you're doing something and then as to why there is this consequence. And it's quite a... Um, a stiff consequence it's a stiff penalty yeah and for parents who've never had to deal with any kind of incidences of abuse or sexual harassment it's going to come as a complete and utter shock mm -hmm. tomfoolery what they think is tomfoolery could potentially actually be a sexual assault and treated like such and taken right through the criminal justice system. Now, I'm not saying two friends who are falling around, you know, whipping each other on the legs and the bum um, is not right or wrong. It is falling around. They're both doing it. They're both taking part in it. I wouldn't personally think that is anything to do with a sexual assault. I just, I just don't because there isn't all three of those criteria not being met. Mm. Yeah. So I completely get parents who are in uproar when they are told 
differently. Get it completely. However, as you've pointed out, as I've posted about so many times, there are some young people and adults that don't know any different, maybe. Some do, no different. They think they can sexually harass other students of either sex and get away with it. And if they get away with it once, they do it again, they get away with it again because no one's calling them out. They get away with it again and they just think that their behaviour is okay and it just isn't because that one person that they may pick on who doesn't laugh at it, who might been raped, sexually assaulted in the past, it's going to be a massive trigger, a massive trigger. And not only that, why do you think you've got the right to touch anybody else in that manner? Why? So for me, there is a conversation to be had, a debate to be had. But at the end of the day, the law is the law. So we need to educate the law has been put in place and we know laws don't get put in place that easily. We know they take an awful long time. We know that they only get changed if there's been enough cases to actually make a change in a law. We know that because we've spoken to Sarah Champion MP. Yeah. So there has there must have been many, many cases preceding this law in 2003 to make that an actual offence so we need the education in schools as to why this is in law what does it mean and what should we be doing and what should we not be doing to keep everybody in the know everybody on the same page and everybody safe yes absolutely because you know people have People don't go around necessarily with malicious malicious no. intentions. Yeah, so let's no. get that clear. You yeah. know, that they're, they're larking around, they're in a jovial mood, but it's having that education and that awareness, and that's what we're looking for. It's like to just okay, that may have been how we've done things for a lot of times. That doesn't mean to say that it's, it's right. always right. Yeah. And so by having awareness. It's a bit like when um, cuddling, you know, mm -hmm. if I see someone upset and I go over to them, yeah. would you like a hug? I've yeah. learned to do that over the years without yeah. even thinking about it. And sometimes someone will say, no, okay, the offer's there if you change your mind. That's I've it. done that many a times to you, haven't I, when you've offered me a hug. I'm like, no, leave me alone. Yeah. The last thing I want is someone evading my space. Exactly. But the offer's there. Exactly. And if you ever chose, like, if you ever say, yeah, actually, I would, then yeah. they can. And if not, and fine. And there's been times when I have had a hug. Yeah. And and it's the same thing when it comes to larking about. Mm -hmm. Because if someone's saying don't do that, yeah. and then they keep doing it, that's where the law is in place. The law is in place to protect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's let's protect everybody. Everybody. It's not there to use as a stick, like you said, and beat people. And you've done this, and now we're going to arrest you. That is over sensationalizing it, and yeah. we don't want that. 
what we want to do is make sure that everybody has consent and that everybody is feels safe yeah so the other part of this argument bev is um well well that means i can't as a parent or a caregiver or an adult i can't cuddle my children i can't um i can't tweak them on the bottom i can't give them a hug i can't do this i can't do that what do you say to those kind of arguments or debates look there's always going to be that but as we said we're talking about consenting but so if your child's playing with you and they and they're enjoying that and it's not sexual yeah. that's different it's it's a whole different so it's like adults let's be honest it's like flirting okay yeah. when you're flirting with somebody you know they might pinch a bottom and and it's received and thank you very much that's part of the flirting sometimes do you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. but it's when it's someone who does it and it's not received in that way you know yeah. was it was it appropriate at that time is it a working colleague and it was completely out of context is it a stranger yeah all all these different things yeah. no I've been in some like you know I'm not Sometimes I've been able to vocalise at the time. Sometimes I've been so shocked I haven't been able to say anything. Remember once walking down the high street and someone putting their hands up, up skirt. I know um, Penny Lancaster, Bob Stewart's wife, spoke about that once live on TV, and it wow. and it still that happened to her as a fifteen-year-old schoolgirl. And when she revealed it as an adult on TV, she surprised herself and she got so upset because of the impact. And yeah. that's what we're we we want to be more aware of, not dismissing it. Oh, it's yeah. just larking about. Yeah. Maybe from your point of view, but how was it yeah. received? Yeah. Because so again, we... where we're saying what we're saying is where there's a group of people that are all on the same level, all on the same page, they're falling around, everyone's receiving it all in the same way then I personally can't see an issue with that, right? But in a school environment where they want one set of rules and they want students to act in one way, they're going to probably apply their policy religiously and um, the same to everything, no matter whether it is two students who are larking around and who know each other or two students that potentially don't know each other but there is this um actual sexual assault playing out yeah so they're going to treat it the same because then there's no in their minds there's no gray areas there's no uh, misinterpretation of what the policy is and what it stands for and what the consequences will be and let's be honest they have to be more stringent because the amount of young children and young people they are responsible for in school time. In school time. So whether it be in their classroom, whether it be a several classes, whether it be the whole school. Um, so, yes, it may seem harsh at times, but it also is about how that person has um, put it over to the parents. Because let's be honest, human beings, we all have different ways of saying things and hearing things. How has it been communicated to the students in the first place how has it been communicated back to the parents and parents let's be honest you know someone's telling us our child's done something in a manner we're horrified you know how are we going to react first of all 
you know, we think, what, well, you know, is that the reflection on my own parenting? You know, yeah. it's, you know, um, how dare you say that about my child? My child's a good child. We're going to get defensive. It's Yeah, of course we are. It's natural. Yeah. It's really funny, isn't it? Whatever parent, not funny in is in a ha-ha, but funny in, it all depends what pair of shoes you're wearing in each situation. So if I put myself in the situation of, say, my son went to school, he had a girlfriend and they were really close friends and he pinched her on the bottom and or slapped her on the bottom and it was all jokey jokey. Mm. And then I got called to the school and I got told, actually, what he's done is committed a sexual assault. I would be... <gasps> Oh my God, that is so serious. That is so, so like, oh, I would be flawed. I would mm -hmm. actually be like, how dare you call it that? You don't know what an actual sex, being a survivor of sexual yeah. abuse, you don't know what sexual assault is, but actually they do because it's the law, yeah, that yeah. they're following and their policies and their processes, procedures are based on the law. Um, but I would be absolutely horrified um, and I wouldn't want it called that because it sounds so horrific when they're just falling around because they're friends, yeah? So I think there is these sort of um, ways of saying things to parents because it was just like, you know, if you as the teacher came to me and said, I know they're friends, I know they're mucking around, but do you really realise that this is the law, this is our policy, this is our procedure? And in fact, in reality, if this wasn't a falling around situation, i.e. your son had committed um, that act against someone that wasn't receiving it in a friendly manner because they're not friends, and that other person was... Um, really sort of like distressed and wanted to take it further that your son could actually really get into some serious trouble um please teach him make him aware you know and please make sure he doesn't do it ever to anybody and have that understanding and that education and then somehow you know he has to apologize to the girl if it was you know not the friendly situation but the other way way round um it is really hard but i would be horrified but i think there's um more steps that could be taken to make sure that it's not received in such that horrifying way can before i know you've got a lot to say but before that um i don't want to always talk about um my personal situations but i know a young girl who was sexually assaulted by a, a pupil um who was bigger than her, but younger than her. But the intent, the sexual intent was there because when he grabbed her around the throat and pressed his body up against her, he said certain words and he did certain things, right? That was called out by the school, a different school. So they're all interpreting it differently. Yeah. Um, interpreted it as boys will be boys. And in fact, if you look at the definition of this, act that I've shared with you that was a sexual assault and I mm. named it and I called it out as that yeah and obviously following um the years 
I found out that the school didn't record it as a sexual assault. They put it, they didn't even put it down as bullying. So that young person didn't get the help and support that they needed and they felt silenced and they felt violated and the trauma impact has been with them for many, many years. So no matter how we look at this, we've got to think about what the law says and how does that actually look like in practice and make sure we do implement it, no matter what I think as a parent. So the part that I would want to happen is all of that. So if somebody came to me and said my child, mm -hmm. you know, had been involved, what I'd want to straight away is like, okay, I'd want to hear my child's version, mm -hmm. whether they were the perpetrator or the receiver, I'd yeah. want to hear. And then I'd want to be able to have a meeting with the school yeah with the other person mm -hmm. and the parents to enable a conversation yeah so all sides could be heard yeah and there's a reason for that because yeah. the person receiving it who's upset enabling them to have a voice and share this is how it felt this feels yeah. uncomfortable okay mm -hmm. but also on the other side so the person who like in in that case with the the boy in that case or girl in that case who actually grabbed yeah for them to actually see the consequences of what's happened because that's how we learn sometimes mm -hmm. but not to point the finger but to enable them to see and learn and even give them the opportunity to say I'm really sorry I didn't realize that was not yeah. my I did say those words and, and then get them, get both of them independently support. Yeah. But you know what, Bev, I agree with you to a certain extent. So if it's a one-off, 100%, yeah. handle it just like you described. But when it comes to light that this particular student had done it many times to multiple yeah. girls, then no, sorry. No. They need to be pulled up and taken to the police station and everything recorded and reported and when a school doesn't do that then this is why mandatory reporting is needed as and is important so that the school can't sit on things like this like bullying and sexual assault yeah. and stuff because believe it or not peer-on-peer -peer support um, abuse within schools and I'm not talking about tomfoolery or laughing no, no, no. about I'm not talking Huge. about that I'm talking about pure sexual harassment and abuse has gone up something like um well four four times that it used to be it is out of control yet you don't get to hear about it no yep. and i've actually got some awful um figures here from tuesday when we were at the mental health conference okay up at the london school of medicine so right. uh, and i am going to share this because it shows the impact so um, in 2019, this is the year before lockdown, okay? Before pandemic, yeah. yeah. So, um, and we're talking about children between the ages of 14 and 18. Yep. Okay? Yeah. Biggest cause of suicide mm -hmm. of was death. Yeah. So, sorry, biggest cause of death 
was suicide. Yeah. 25%, just over 25% of all children or young people between the age of four and 18 that um, w was looking for mental health support had all had suicidal ideation. But what okay. that? Right. So this is where it doesn't necessarily just come from bullying. But yeah. what we need to be very aware of, this isn't just kids being bullied. Oh, and that's boys being boys or girls yeah. being boy yeah. girls. There is a, a serious repercussion um, yeah. in mental health from bullying and abuse. Yeah. At school or at in school or in their environment. So yeah. it's either at. So in their young environments, it will either be at school, in their home, or sports facilities and right. clubs. Because this could be in a sports club yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Peer on peer abuse can happen peer, anywhere. Can't absolutely. Twenty. Just over twenty six percent of our young, our children and young people, right, are self harming. Right. Okay. So is that? Are these percentages of the whole population or is it a specific? Of the whole population. Oh, wow. Of the whole population. At least a quarter of the population are self-harming. Between the age wow. of, we're talking about between the age of four and 18, right? Wow. Yeah. But over 71%, okay, so 71.2, were having challenging emotional behaviours. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and they were act okay. I don't want to say acting out, but they're you know, when we talk about um, behavior acting outside their normal, yes. So, their emotion they didn't know how to regulate their emotions yeah, so that yeah. they were responding. What was going on, yeah, 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 and that was causing them to um, become suicidal in the end because they were then being told off, but not told off, but they were being um. They were being punished right. for their behaviour. Now, right. this comes back. The reason why I'm saying all this, because this comes right back to the beginning about education and awareness. Yeah, This is not to beat people over the head. This is, no. you know, this goes into our mental health. We yeah. know that the impact of mental health is through abuse, bullying we're talking about children and young people here and we're talking that goes into adulthood but i haven't got the figures sitting here right yeah. here right now so where so do those figures come from bev so they, people know that they're yeah, official they they were um i've got the i can share the speaker that that um shared this okay. this was actually yeah. through um this was robert hunter who were sharing these figures, and I right. think I've got the slides as well, so okay. I can have a look. He okay. was speaking at the mental health conference right. on Tuesday. On Tuesday, just talking about mental health and access to support, and he was quoting some of these figures of our children and young people. Wow, it's very sobering, isn't it, when we sort of like talk about children's mental health as an impact um, of bullying and abuse. Yes, and that, that's why. So mental health isn't just bullying and abuse, but we know yeah. the impact of bullying and abuse. So if you take the mental health figures and then 
look at it yeah and that's why i wanted to bring it around because can we see what one minute we're saying oh it's okay it's just locking around it's just children being children but then there's another side that's not you know we're not looking at and saying you know what it, you may think it's just children being children but look at these figures that is happening at the moment yeah. with mental health yeah. and it's not about being dramatic it's and I'm going to say it, it's not about being snowflakes or um what's the other thing or being woke and all these different um terms that are being used in the media and being used as a way to um diminish yeah. mm. diminish the impact bullying and abusive sexual behavior yeah and, and physical behavior has an emotional behavior so going back to the podcast title peer-to-peer larking about or abuse it could be either or but what we're saying is understand the or more yes <laughs> yeah? yeah because just because one group of people see it as larking about another group of people just will not and that might be a group of people or individuals you know um, but the law is the law and the law has evolved because there's been so many cases that have shown that there needed to be a change in the law for a specific reason. And yeah. that is why the law is written as it is. And that was 2003. And we've moved on. Yeah. Huge leaps and bounds since then. And now we've got the um, problem of uh, county lines. We've got the problem of online abuse and exploitation. We've got the problem of every town and city having gang-related uh, abuse and exploitation. You know, and there's something that, called sextortion as well that's happening as online. As well as, yeah. You know, so let's let's change it around for the context instead of instead of saying just looking around. Let's change it around now and look at it from. And I'm going to say the victims. I'm going to use mm -hmm. that that analogy here. So. You could be 11, 12, you could be 14 or 15, okay? Boy or girl, there's no gender in this, okay? Yeah. And you've got some friends and they are your friends and they're larking about. Mm -hmm. But then somebody goes over the top and it becomes yeah. abusive. Serious. yeah. And it is sexual. Yeah. And they're being bullied, mm -hmm. okay? Just because one person says, oh, it's just larking about, what about the victim? Yeah. Is it just larking about to them? Mm -hmm. Do they That's just true. get over that because they've been no. told it's larking about? Because I can tell you now, the impact isn't then. It, it carries on further. Yeah. So yeah. why aren't we listening to the victim more? Yeah. Why aren't we, why aren't, why, you know, even the schools, um, uh, the sports clubs, I know we're all starting to mark, yeah. but when people say, oh, it's just like about, hold on a minute, let's listen to what the victim is saying. And I will say, I'm going to say it now, if anyone doesn't like that word victim, I never liked it. But it's, yeah. it's we're talking in a legal context here to make it black and white and try and take away some of the emotion here so we can see it more contextualised. Mm. Uh, it's a very emotive subject, this one, because I've had personal experience. Absolutely. Yeah, I um, I, I can see both sides to it, where it is pure larking around. 
but I also have seen obviously the other side of it and I can tell you it is nothing to do with larking around and I can get very triggered and very angry and very no no <laughs> this is not happening this and, is not going to carry on I think it's really sad that we we have grown up in a society and we have grown up in a society mm -hmm. where it gets diminished yeah the voice of the person receiving it why yeah. is it that we diminish that that person's um experience I mean that's that that's you know one of the things that I find really hard to um accept yeah and you know one thing for me is that when you get one person student perpetrating an act or an incident of abuse and I'm going to call that out in the last um scenario that I shared with you all because that's what it was when that person gets other people involved in the larking around and those other students do believe that they're larking around but now there's a group of them against a person a student i.e a girl in this instance who feels under threat who feels she can't go anywhere she's not safe that everybody's laughing at her that everybody knows what's going on and every time she steps foot out of of the eye of a teacher she's gonna get attacked abused name calls things thrown at her yeah this ain't right yeah, yeah. this is what i'm calling out okay and when those group of people then push innocently bump into this student and this student ends up in a bush with literally a close up round her face and they're all laughing how do you think that makes that girl student feel? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely shocking, okay? Mm. And this happens day in, day out in a lot of educational settings across the country, yeah? But if you ask a school, oh, what do you, do you have any bullying in your school? Oh, no, not in this school, Gov. Do you have any um, sexual assaults or rapes going on in your school? Oh, no, not in this school, Gov. Well, I'm sorry, they do, all right? They do. And the thing is, with this group of individuals, there was that main person who had done it time and time again. And then because he's got a crowd or a group of others around him, he thinks that everything he's doing is funny. And because he's getting away with it, because the teacher's going, oh, you know, well, it's boys being boys. They're getting away with it. They grow in power and strength and they do it to other people. No, you have to say, stop. No, it's wrong. Right. Now, when these other boys got told exactly what they were doing and the impact it was, they were utterly mortified. They were utterly, like, taken aback, so ashamed of themselves. They all wrote letters, okay, saying and expressing how sorry they were, and they actually ended their friendship with the main person. But that main person had no remorse. No. None. Right? No. So this is what I'm talking about when it comes to peer on peer, larking about or abuse. Yeah, I'm talking about this end of it. But it all starts with the larking around. Yes. That is not consensual. 
that is with an sexual intent and that is without the consent of the other person. That is what I'm speaking about. I'm not talking about a group of friends that are larking around and things have just gone maybe a little bit too far, but the teachers are calling out because that situation could and does turn into this situation. And I'm not talking about one particular group of people or any incidents that I've read about or anything like that. I'm just saying that they have to teach or treat rather every situation the same because it could just go wrong and end up like that situation. Yeah. Um, we have a scenario in our adulthood mm-hmm. where we're, we're seeing lots of that in the media about if you see somebody, you know, um, if you're in a crowd and it is directed towards the men, if your friends are um, behaving in a manner that is making another woman feel uncomfortable, call them out. Do you know what I mean? And that's something, that part, that, I think that's something we need to take that back into the the schools, the young people. So it doesn't just happen then, because there yeah. seems to be this divide, you know, always. Children, young people, oh, and then adults. But abuse doesn't know about an age. Abuse no. goes from there to there. And it's all learnt behaviour that hasn't been challenged. Hasn't been challenged. That so, is what it is. Yes. And what you've given a great example there, and great is probably not the right word to to say for some people, and I, I don't mean it in a bad way, but when those other boys were educated about yeah. the impact mm-hmm. of not what necessarily they'd done, but what they they condoned. Took part, took part, took part in. in. Yeah, took part in, condoned. Um, they were horrified Mm -hmm. that means by their education the fact that they've they've learned the consequences you'd like to think that they will now Mm -hmm. reconsider their thoughts each time going forward Mm yeah yeah so again i said we started out saying it's going to be a controversial topic we understand completely where people sit at this end or this end or in between because some people can see both sides of this conversation and um, I just want to bring it back to um, those people that are saying oh we can't hug our children now we can't we can't play around with them we can't accidentally like you know just tap them on a bum as in a little bit of a a play fight I don't know when my children had nappies on I used to find it hilarious that when they shuffled it used to rustle and I used to go like this and tap them on their bottom I used to do it myself but there was none of this intent that I've spoken about in that it was just literally playing around would I do it now knowing what I know probably not but I have and I can't get away from that so I just want people to think about just because we used to do something doesn't mean to say we need to carry on doing it now. But I'm also saying, don't give up hugging and kissing your children. No. Do not give up doing, you know, all of the lovely things that are nurturing and caring and, and you know, genuinely natural and loving. Don't yes. do that. We're not saying that. None of this is saying that. No. None of this. So don't misinterpret what we're saying. Yeah. 
what we're saying is about education, it's about awareness and allowing people to have consent. The part about that, it, it means that everybody's happy. And if somebody says, I'm not happy, I'm not happy, then stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's all about, isn't it, Bev? You know, we, we work with adult survivors of child sexual abuse, of peer-on-peer -peer abuse, of mental abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, domestic violence, the whole gamut, yeah? Any kind of violation against self, yeah? And as adults, they always said, what do you mean? boundary what's about i even have people uh -uh. ask me what is a boundary and yeah. I, and and that we've never i've never had a boundary what do you mean what do you mean i can say no choice. what do you mean what is consent what is choice what do you mean and these are adults so this mm. is what we're trying to change we're trying to change a culture a culture of education awareness as bev keeps saying time and time again a culture of awareness and education so that we break the cycle so we can all step forwards in being loving and caring but in a consensual way yes absolutely and when people if people would see the impact and there, there are many people listening that are survivors themselves in different forms uh, mm -hmm. and at different stages and they often are unable to use their voice and that's why we we use our voice because we know what it's like not to be able to use our voice and we do this you know on behalf of many so we're not just saying it's one or two people you know these are human beings who were children who are now adults and sometimes even in their adult life they don't realize they've got that choice but you know what i love i love it when I see people, when they realise they've actually got choice and they've been using yeah. that choice. You know, I remember when I first put, learned about choice. Yeah. yeah. And putting their boundaries in place and how yeah. they want to be treated by different people. And yeah. if anyone oversteps their boundary, they can then say to that person, you either respect my boundaries or you're out of my life. It's yeah. simple as that. Yeah. If we don't teach children and young people this as they're growing up, how can we expect them to initiate or understand or or live within their own boundaries and accept certain behaviours or not? We can't expect them to know any of that if we don't teach them this yeah. as children and young people. And I know it's going to ruffle a lot of listeners feathers if they have never been in this world that we've been in yeah yep. I and, know it will and that's where for anyone listening you know we have got lived experience that's why we are specialists in what we do because mm -hmm. the number of years of lived experience and that's in addition to the the um the studying that we've done the certifications mm -hmm. that we hold etc so that's you know, we are experts in what we do. And so if you want to invite us along, um, you know, for workshops, for education, um, and these are interactive workshops within a school, with, it, with teachers, with um, parents, even with young people. Yeah. You can contact us on breakingthecycle2stepforward at gmail.com.
We have Facebook pages. We have Instagram, Twitter. We have our own website. You can listen to us on any podcast as well. And you can, you're watching this video. You'll be finding us on YouTube. So there is much that we can do to go forward. It's one of the things that we're very passionate about as well is, yes, having these conversations, but then taking it forward. So we find ways of um, working together and not just talking about it. It's looking for solutions and being collaborative in education and awareness. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to reiterate as my last thing to say, Bev, is that we're not saying don't do natural care, nurture, loving cuddles, kisses. Yeah, we're not saying don't do that. What we're saying is be aware that if someone says, no matter what their age, someone says no, or I don't like that, or stop, respect them and mm -hmm. stop. That's what mm -hmm. we're saying. And if someone that you see around you, you can see they're clearly uncomfortable, whatever their age, they're clearly uncomfortable by someone near them, whatever the scenario is, step in, say something, say, can I help you? Say, are you all right? Yeah. Do whatever you need to do to help that person and break the cycle of what is happening. And by doing that, we all can step forwards into the future, knowing that we are upstanders and not bystanders. We want to change the culture of all of this. Um, that's all I've got to say today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for sharing, because it is, as you said, it is a very difficult subject. We are both parents ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we've both got children that have experienced different things. We've got our own experience as well. So, you know, that's what's lovely about this. And we look forward to your thoughts and feedback after this episode too. So thank you very much. And it's time to say goodbye. Bye, everyone, and take care of yourselves, please. Bye for now. Bye-bye.